Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 20th day of November, and it's so great to be back here with you as we start a brand new week. This week in the Word of God, and we do it every day until we'll get through the Bible together in chronological order. We do that individually, collectively, and in community. So here we are, throwing another log on the global campfire, and uh, conditions are just right for uh, a nice hot cup of wind farm coffee. And so we will just settle in for the next few minutes as we hear the Word of God and allow it to wash over us and change us from the inside out. Today we are reading Acts chapters 11 and 12, and this week we're starting a brand new translation. We will be reading the Christian Standard Bible this week. Acts chapter 11. The apostles and the brothers and sisters who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began to explain to them step by step, I was in the town of Joppa praying, and I saw in a trance an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners from heaven, and it came to me. When I looked closely and considered it, I saw the four-footed animals of the earth, the wild beasts, the reptiles, and the birds of the sky. I also heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, I said, for nothing impure or ritually unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice answered from heaven a second time, What God has made clean you must not call impure. Now this happened three times, and everything was drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to accompany them with no doubts at all. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we went into the man's house. He reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He will speak a message to you by which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came down on them, just as on us at the beginning. I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he also gave to us, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, how could I possibly hinder God? When they heard this, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, So then, God has given repentance resulting in life even to the Gentiles. Now those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks, also proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, 
and a large number who believe turned to the Lord. News about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and large numbers of people were added to the Lord. Then he went to Tarsus to search for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. About that time, King Herod violently attacked some who belonged to the church, and he executed James, John's brother, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter too during the festival of unleavened bread. After the arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers each to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently to God for him. When Herod was about to bring him out for trial that very night, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while the sentries in front of the door guarded the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. Striking Peter on the side, he woke him up and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrists. Get dressed, the angel told him, and put on your sandals. And he did. Wrap your cloak around you, he told him, and follow me. So he went out and followed, and he did not know that what the angel did was really happening, but he thought he was seeing a vision. After they passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. They went outside and passed one street, and suddenly the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from all that the Jewish people expected. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. He knocked at the door of the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, and because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the outer gate. You're out of your mind, they told her. But she kept insisting that it was true, and they said, It's his angel. Peter, however, kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Tell these things to James and the brothers, he said. And he left and went to another place. At daylight, there was a great commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had searched and did not find him, he interrogated the guards and ordered their execution. 
Then Herod went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Together they presented themselves before him. After winning over Blastus, who was in charge of the king's bedroom, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food from the king's country. On an appointed day, dressed in royal robes and seated on the throne, Herod delivered a speech to them. The assembled people began to shout, It's the voice of a god and not of a man. At once an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give the glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God spread and multiplied. After they had completed their relief mission, Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem, taking along John, who was called Mark. Father, we thank you for your word once again. We thank you for this past week, how you have spoke, how you have been present, that you are always present. We let go of the things that we cannot take into this newness of this new week. We let go of the things that we did not accomplish that are nagging and hanging over us and we release them to you. We lay them at your feet and we look ahead and we give you this week. We give you this moment starting now and ask that you do what you will in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. Change us from the inside out. And I thank you that you can do that through your word. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes to convict us, never to condemn us, but to convict us and show us where we have gone wrong, to show us the right way, the right path, put us in the right motion forward that compels us to change so that we would draw all men unto you through our lives and our words and our actions and in our deeds. I pray that we would be hearers of the word and we would then be doers of your word. And we thank you for just your love, your patience, your kindness with us and the fact that we can trust you because you are completely trustworthy. We just thank you so much for that now. And we give you this time, this week, take our hearts of stone and make them flesh, moldable, pliable, changeable. And we pray this now, all in your name, the precious, matchless name of God the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, I want to take just a minute here and extend the invitation for the second time this has ever taken place on Daily Audio Bible Chronological. So last year, Chida took the year off and I stepped in for her in case she wanted to come back in. She just didn't know what life as a new mom was going to look like and I just wanted to hold the door open for her so to speak 
in a year of change and transition and uncertainty. And uh, I'm grateful that she came back and, you know, extended the opportunity for us to be able to do this together. What a joy, true joy it has been to do this uh, with my amazing girl. Uh, But last year it was in my heart. I want to hear from you. We as a community hear from each other through prayer and thanksgiving and um, trial and tribulation and pain and rejoicing. Uh, But we don't really get to hear what the Bible is doing for us in our lives. And you get to hear China and I every day on the microphone and what the word is doing in us. Hopefully that just inspires us. It doesn't give you a roadmap or a formula of this is how you should approach your situation or how you should approach this context of scripture. Uh, But just to give relatability to let you know as a community, you are not alone. And the beautiful thing about the word is we see so many different ways that people approached Jesus and the ways that Jesus approached people. There's really no two that coincide. It's so different, which should give us hope that we can all come to him and we can all have individual ways to reach for what we're asking for and to receive that reach back because he designed us so uniquely, so specifically, uh, he'll speak to us all differently. That brings us freedom. That brings a big sigh of relief. Thankfully, I'm not doing this wrong because I'm not doing it the same way that my brother or sister is doing it. So first and foremost, find relief in that. Secondly, all of that to say, We are providing an opportunity for you to be heard as a community, individually, collectively, and in community of how the Bible has transformed your life. I wasn't sure I was going to have the time to be able to do this this year. So it's a little bit of a late start and a very much shorter time window from last year. So we're hoping that you will help us get the word out if there is somebody that you know listens, they might be a little bit behind, reach out to them, tell them you've got a few days only because we're going to shut the window of opportunity down on Wednesday so that this can be out over the Thanksgiving holiday that we celebrate here in the United States. So in hopefully keep it close to one minute, <laughs> tell us how the Bible transformed your life what is God doing what has God done we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so let us take this opportunity as a community and just speak of the goodness of God what is he doing in your life I promise you there will be similarities but there will not be duplicates really close sometimes but Uh, That's the beauty and the vastness of the body of Christ. We are all different. We are all supposed to be different. And we can all here uh, rest in the freedom that 
you can be different and be accepted and be loved. So several different ways for you to do this. Uh, I'll reinstate the ground rules that China gave last week. If you have a prayer request, uh, make sure that you are doing two separate calls, one for your prayer request, and secondly, just talk about how the Bible has transformed your life. Secondly, one call per person. So if you can't get it in in one call, uh, I would suggest you delete that one and call again because it'll be one person, one phone call. And of course, you do have two minutes on the prayer line, but if you can condense it even smaller, I don't have any prizes or rewards for you. And I'm not going to say there's a special blessing in heaven for you, but I, I will pray a special blessing over you if you can condense that call a little less than two minutes uh that would be a huge blessing i think last year's call was roughly three hours i can't quite remember but i think it was roughly two three ish hours uh, and it, i just couldn't believe the response was as overwhelming as it was. So I'm anxious uh, to do this again and to hear, even if your story is the same and even if your story is different this year, call in. Let us know how the Bible has or is transforming your life. 800 583 Or if you're utilizing the mobile app, just hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner hit submit turn the wheel to chronological there will be no more calls accepted after wednesday the 23rd so wednesday the 23rd is your cutoff help us get the word out and call in don't wait you'll forget or if you do wait set an alarm on your phone and call in that's going to do it for me today i'm jill we'll turn the page together tomorrow looking forward to a beautiful week together until then, love one another.